It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to Conflict Radio. Can I give a shout out? I guess Oh, you're really loud all of a sudden. Me? Yeah. Well, let me turn her down. No, let me turn you. We can turn you down. You just keep doing what you're doing. I'll turn you down a little bit. How's that? That's fine with me. How's right. the sound? Sounds, sounds good now. All right, everybody. Greetings. Welcome to Conference. Today is February 24th, 2022. And uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody I see in the chat room. Let's see, uh, let me get that banner there and then I'll go over and we'll see how everybody's doing. I see uh, Blue Chicken here. Thanks, Blue. Welcome to the show. 
Laura Elizabeth is here. She says she's here for Cisco. Uh, Mered Heskett, Journey Through the Gate Paranormal Portal Podcast. Hi, Cisco. Distorted Reality is here. Luke Friars. Uh, let's see who else is here. Dr. Strange Love is in the house. Stuff and stuff says, let's go. Oracles and beyond. They're saying, I'm too loud. How am I now? All right. Oracles. Distorted? How does that sound? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. AJK is here. Chuck Bam. Donnie Cho. James Smith. Bumblebee. Welcome to the show, Bumblebee. David Gosling. Hey, how you doing, man? David. Uh, good to see you here. Let's see. Um, Uma Umua. Um, Umu Mua Mua. 42 is here. I, I'm, a, I'm a Mua Mua Mua. Uh, better, Renee, you, better you than me. Corn Pops Ghost is here. That's sad. Uh, Distorted Reality, Stefan, Gaja, Ugadarn. I see David Jones Locker. And let's scroll down and see if anybody's checking in at the bottom of the chat here. Looks like we've got everybody. All right. So welcome to Conflict Radio. Today we have Cisco Murdoch on the show. Now we are all children in the, in the wilderness of the afterlife. A guided tour through a haunted life is a book written by both her and Steve Stockton. These stories happen. Ghosts and things that go bump in the night are out there. Cisco Murdoch has always been multifaceted in her approach to life. A bartender, a floral designer, wire sculptor, jewelry designer, craftologist, business owner, soldier, empath, sensitive, and producer, host of Journey Through the Gate Paranormal Portal Podcast. The link is in the description box below. Go subscribe if you haven't. None of this taking precedence over being a mom of two sons. These paths have led her through and to multiple experiences with the paranormal, supernatural, and the uncanny. She resides near the Jersey Shore with her dear family, several fur babies, and at least one ghost. Cisco, how you doing today? Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm doing great, baby. How you doing? I'm all right. You know, everybody, everybody's kind of curious. Wow, that's a lot of talent, James Smith says. And uh, I see everybody here. And let me, uh, I guess what we should first discuss is something that we've never talked about before. Okay. You, and let's just throw it out there, you are not just an, a, a, a regular guest on the show. You are my aunt, my mother's sister. I am indeed. <laughs> and I can prove it with a DNA test. It's true. <laughs> and I also saved your life one day. You wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a conflict if I, if I wasn't for, for my swiftness and my quick thinking on my feet at 12 years old. <laughs> my, my mother was, uh, just so everybody knows, Ronalee Murdoch. And we'll God leave it at that. So, uh, um, yeah, God bless you, darling. She's here. She's she's here. She's here. She's here in all this. So, you know, you know, we're gonna we we're send gonna her, we about. send us her love, uh, our love to her. That's for sure. But I would like to, if you would allow me, just for a second, to say hello to all these beautiful gatekeepers in here tonight. I'd like to thank everybody for coming in the chat, especially to all my gatekeepers jumping into a new town. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in, and uh, I love each and every one of you. This is my uh, wonderful chat, and if you come over and subscribe, uh, we do a Sunday night and a Monday night show. We try to do a little bit more research show on 
Sunday, uh, you know, a guest, uh, something along those lines, or research like last Sunday we did Operation Paperclip. We're neck deep in Nazis. And, uh, you know, we, you know, you don't think that that would be fun, but the best part about it was uncovering the lies and bringing the lies to truth. And I think that's what we're always trying to do in these shows, just trying to bring theory and thought and uh, stories and trying to, you know, work them out and figure them out together. So, hello, gatekeepers. I love you all. Yeah, and uh, Chuck Bam saying link. The link for the Paranormal Portal podcast YouTube channel is down in the description box below. Uh, it is a family affair, and Complex Radio is, is related by blood to the Paranormal Portal podcast. So if you love Complex Radio, go do me a favor and get over there and subscribe to my aunt's channel. And uh, listen to what she has to say sometimes, because I sure do all the time. Trust me. And I've been listening to her since I since the day I was born, yep. really. So you mentioned something, and I guess everybody's going to be curious. You have to tell the story. All right. So basically, there was an old-fashioned thing um, when kids are teething. Um, and, you know, there, a lot of the old, you know, they call them old wives, uh, you know, uh, methods and things like that. But basically, a lot of them work. Um, it's just a little tougher because we're not as hands-on as we used to be. So when when I think people did that uh, you know, did certain things back in the day, they were right there, you know, they weren't, you know, running over here to do laundry and catching the phone and doing this other stuff. So I think, you know, at no fault of anybody's, um, you were, uh, you know, still breaking uh, some really painful back teeth. And your mom tried and, uh, you know, was trying everything she could think of and getting advice from everybody. And one of them was uh, to boil Believe it or not, uh, we used to have old wooden clothespins. Now, these were the clothespins, not with the spring in it, but the kind that looked like a little person where it just had the split and you could just stick it right over the clothes and the clothesline and it would hold. But they were wood and you could boil a clothespin in sugar water. It sounds insane to say it like this, but this is what happened. And you know the the child could chew on this wooden clothespin <laughs> doesn't make any sense does it, it sounds insane but uh anyway that's what was going on and uh you and your sister and let's just let's just uh keep these are the old school clothespins with like yes. that that were kind of like a it wasn't the kind that you open and close that had the little spring in them it was just a one piece right. clothespin right like i don't yeah, know if one anybody, piece. yeah if anybody remembers I'll, I'll bring it up while you tell the story but AJK has got it right. It's it's those old little toy soldiers that you could make, you know, like Christmas ornaments and stuff out of. They don't, you know, they'd look like that, or you could paint them and all that kind of stuff. But uh, anyhow, you were chewing on one of those, and I think you would. I want to say that you, you know, I don't know if you grabbed it out, you came around the corner with it in your mouth or something. I was sitting on the couch and I was watching you. I'm like, that's not good because you were running. And you had that in your mouth, and then your sister was chasing you, and all of a sudden you went ass over teacups and just landed, and your face hit the hit the um, the hardwood floor, and that two that clothespin jammed right up in the roof of your mouth, and it was just gushing blood. Yep, yeah, that's, these, that's are the, the these are the ones on the right here, guys. Yeah, knows that not the clip ones like you see on the left in the little pictures, but the, these big ones in the right. So right, kind of right. get. Yeah. And that round part, it wasn't even the the uh, the pointy part. It was the round part. 
that went up into your the the roof of your mouth and the back of your mouth and just cut a gash like crazy. And I just picked you up, pulled the clothespin out of your mouth. Everybody started screaming. You know, the your uh, sister was screaming. Your mom was screaming. I'm like, we ain't got time for this shit. And I just grabbed you <clears throat> and I kept you face down as I ran you down the stairs and out into the car and I'd start screaming I need a car to the hospital now I wasn't waiting for anything and we got a ride there and I just kept you kind of down and kept patting your back so you wouldn't choke you kept telling you to spit it out spit it out because I was afraid you were going to choke on your own blood you know and I kept I kept your your airways open till we got you to the doctor yeah, and uh, I guess AJK says, ouch, conflict, do you still have a scar? If I do, it's it's the roof of my mouth. Yeah, can't Close see it. Pin, the clothespin went through the roof of my mouth. Yep. So mm-hmm. everybody, everybody there, I, I do yeah. sound pretty good for somebody who had a clothespin that um, went through the roof of their mouth yep. because it fell while chewing it. And uh, I guess that's all in thanks to you. Well, it's just quick thinking. Anybody would have done it. But it was just it's just one of those things that you just you don't have time to stand around and scream and cry and worry and you just handle it, you know, and I think in a lot of ways, that's just the way, you know, you survive these days is you just take what's coming and, you know, face it straight on, you know what I mean, as best you can. And, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So they say. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I suppose so. You know, I don't I don't remember any of this, but let's get let's get through this and i want to talk to you mm-hmm. about about my mother your your sister right. today because because the picture that i have up is the closest picture that i could find to what my old house looked like as a kid growing up i had seven columns and the columns were throughout the entire front of the building but other than the, the lack of columns this is exactly what my house looked like i mean i mean Pretty much exactly it, except the columns were along the entire front of the house. This is in Sussex County, New Jersey, on 519 in Wanage. If uh, anybody knows that house, and I'll tell you, it's a pretty creepy house. We moved into it when I was four years old. My my mother was excited. We, we found this house. It was sitting... It was brand new. Nobody... And when, I don't mean brand new, but nobody had lived there. But the house had sat there... For four years, empty, because mm. nobody wanted to buy it. The price mm. kept going down, the price kept going down, and nobody wanted to buy it because the, when the builder was building the house, the uh, builder's wife committed suicide in the garage. Mm. So it was kind of a haunted house when when we bought it. So the price was going down, the price was going down. My parents could afford it. They were excited. It was a beautiful house, obviously. And um, and there it and there it was, and, and we got it. We moved in there, and the thing is, is that my my mother also committed suicide. I guess about six years after we had moved in. Yep. And then when my stepfather sold the house, the people that bought it, uh, their that guy's wife also died. Yep. From from crazy circumstances, nobody's really sure what happened. But it seems to be a wife taker. Yep. Now I wanted to talk to you. I mean, you're my you're my aunt. You know who I'm talking about. This is your sister. Mm-hmm. I am her son. Mm-hmm. What what is going on? And and did we get involved in something when when we bought this house that we probably shouldn't? 
Yeah. Yes. And I can tell you right now that place, I was there twice. And the place was ominous. You know, I mean, you could just feel it like, you know, it was like walking in there. It almost took, I can remember, <clears throat> it was like, uh, start, if you ever had a dream where you're walking underwater and you just feel like it's harder to pick up your leg and take that step, you know, it's, it, it's, it's an effort. And, um, I really didn't understand back then. I mean, I don't understand, it's 50, you know, like I said, I've been in this 50 years. Literally, in this, in this 50 years, I've had experiences all my life, but I can remember at a very young age trying to get answers. So, you know, you, you're going and you're looking for books and you're asking adults, you know, I'm seeing these things. Well, then you start finding out you can't talk to too many people because they think you're crazy or they don't take you serious because you're a kid. So I'm still coming into when you moved into that house, I was in my early teens you know, I was still coming into understanding abilities and things like that. I mean, it's so hard when you don't have, when you have zero guidance and you're just searching everywhere for answers, you know, not all of them are going to be correct or work for you. So I can't really tell you so much personal sp perspective of that house other than that much. It just felt ominous to me and heavy, but I have no idea, at, especially at the time, to tell you exactly where that was coming from. You know what I'm saying? But now looking back in hindsight, it's always 2020. You could, you know, if, if it was a perfect stranger coming up to, to and telling me what you just told me about the house's history, I would say it absolutely had something that could work on somebody who already had the makings to begin with of uh, some kind of um, tragedy like that, you know, whether it be addiction or depression or, um, you know, so many things that can weaken your protective, let's say, let's just say aura for the lack of another word right now. Okay, everybody's got that light that comes from them. Everybody's got that spark, that divine spark. Okay. Whether, you know, and in, in, it's funny because uh, Killer Angels was actually written about that. Um, the uh, the famous, now it's a fa it was a famous movie called Gettysburg, but the actual book by Michael and Jeff Shera was um, called Killer Angels. And it all had to do with that divine spark, how some people dim their light so much that they're barely connected anymore to their source. You know, your light, you know. And I think that house like many other places, had that energy to weaken somebody who already had a couple of cracks to begin with. And what I mean by that is when you're, by the time your mom moved in, <clears throat> that was her second marriage. Um, she was a, a fantastic mother, cared so much about her children. I think it's very possible that not just life itself, but that house had a way of magnifying those feelings and those doubts and that outside uh almost like it, to some people the outside world is almost crushing um in some ways i think a lot of people in the chat can really understand what i mean by that because everybody's been through so much the past couple of years you know and even today that it seems like the outside world gets very heavy and we all have different ways that we keep that off of us and some people just out of just being 
sheer um, exhaustion just doesn't have that ability anymore to keep the outside world off of them. And a house like that, with that kind of energy, has its ways, and it has nothing but time, if you know what I mean. And it just, you know, there are places like that, absolutely, to answer your question. Now, now there, there have always been uh, a strong Indian presence in that area. Mm-hmm. This is in, uh, in Sussex, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It actually, Wanage. It's in Sussex County, but it's it's Wanage, New Jersey. It, it, it's a high, highly, and and people said that the the house when it was bought was was um it was it was an Indian burial ground. Well, there you go. What do you? What do you <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing is is any time we've all heard it. How many times have we seen the movie, where, you know, Poltergeist? You know, you just moved the gravestones. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. Where somebody puts in a road. How many guys? How many of you guys have gone down the road and the road cuts right in between the graveyard? And you tell yourself, oh, they must have moved all the graves when they put the road in here. Really? That's what we tell ourselves because, you know, well, it's done. There's nothing I can do about it. But there was somebody who made that decision. There was somebody who signed a contract, somebody who, you know, picked, you know, how it was going to go down and made a conscious decision to say, just move the gravestones. They'll never know. Well, I'll tell you something. There's consequences and comeuppance to that, you know, because that's a disrespect, just like it is, you know, um, being Native American myself. Uh, I can tell you that for some reason, like archaeologists and stuff like that will say, well, you know, we got to learn about the, you know, about the culture and everything else. So let's start digging up graves. Well, where is it okay? You go back 20 years, is it okay? A hundred? Two hundred? A thousand? When is it okay to dig somebody's body up and move the bones and start playing around with them like, you know, their clothespins, you know, or whatever? All right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and just so everybody knows, I brought up on the screen now. This is this is where the, my house is. This this right here is the. If anybody can see this, this doesn't look very steep for some reason. This this doesn't do it justice. This is a volcano that was across the street from my house in Wanage, New Jersey, right here. And and I used to sleigh ride down this when I was <laughs> years old, which was freaking yeah. awesome. Let me tell you, uh, this was this was my neighbor here. And if I come down the road here, my house would be, well, not my house, but the one I grew up on is right here on the left. Uh, you can barely see it through. It had a little pond in the front yard. You could barely see it here. Uh, I'm, I dug the holes for all of these trees. If you see, <laughs> see these trees, when we bought the house, it was a house that was sitting. And this was probably when I was four or five years old. So back in 82 81 something like that uh, maybe in the in the in 1980 this is the house here i used to i used to cut this grass here with a lawn tractor when uh-huh. i was a kid and i'm trying to but you cannot you, you can't cannot, get to it yeah you cannot see it it's, it's hiding in ugly green, ways totally barred from the road i'm right. trying to get in there but you can't yeah. You can't even see it. This is eh, you don't need to see it. I mean, this is the thing. You know, you, you just kind of put that stuff in, you know, in the past. And, you know, we've taken care of everything we could take care of. Um, you know, I mean, we can't go back and fix it. You know, if I had been there, it would have been a little bit different. But I was in um, I was in the Army 
when all this was going down. So I was gone. But, yeah. uh, you know, you hi, Creepy or? Unsolved. Hey, um, no, the house is not. Uh, somebody in the chat, I'm sorry I didn't see the name, was asking if the house is still in the family. No, it isn't. Um, it's gone. So, yeah. So basically, um, this thing whole started because a couple weeks ago you called me and you were asking me about, you were wondering if, your mom was perhaps trapped in that house. I mean, if we're going to talk about this, we're going to we're going to pull all yes, the stuff yeah. off. Um, I, I, a hundred percent. And I'll tell no. the story. If yeah, you want go me ahead. To I, yeah. I've, I've been hearing my mother um, calling me a lot lately, and I've been hearing my name the way she would say it, and I haven't heard that in a long time. Like mm. my my name is is is, is Michael, Mike, whatever. She would call if she was if she was mad at me. It was Michael, Michael, Mike. <laughs> I remember. If she, if she wasn't mad at me, it was Mike, <laughs> Mike, like that. And I've been hearing that <laughs> constantly all the time. And I've been having dreams where I'm in this house. I am actually in this house trying to find my mother. And just so everybody knows, this right here, this window right here, is where I grew up as a kid. This was my room right here. This was the front door, this rock wall in front of the house. I carried every single rock from the back of the house to the front. And I'll tell you why I had a stepdad that, that we, if I ever did something wrong, I had to dig a hole for a tree or carry rocks. And you see all Looks the like trees. you was a bad boy, man. And you see all, <laughs> you see all the trees and you see all of the rocks. Yeah. Back, we even I used to I used to have to take the trash out. I mean, I guess as, as far as growing up was concerned, and you you've met my stepfather. I was like the slave boy in the house. Whatever whatever needed to be done was was done because you know if I didn't do it, I would get my ass kicked pretty much. Yeah, this was, he was an asshole. This was, this was my so I carried all these rocks. I dug all these holes. I carried the trash all down this driveway. Every week, there's there were and there were a bunch more trees out in the front yard here that you can't see right now, but this was this was my life and 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 the uh, you know this, this was it this was yeah. my life. But she's and, not uh, there, man. She's not there. She, I can tell you that for sure. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and just get rid of that there yep. and uh, and put up back up the picture here. Yep. We had. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When 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 my mother died and we were in that house, I took a picture and there was a fireplace on the first floor, kind of on the left side, and, and the, the, 
the it was a it was a great room, like a family room, and it had these big uh, beams, wooden beams down the ceiling of the house. And what happened was is that I took a picture of her of my mother and I thumbtacked it between the the brick of the fireplace and the um and the wood beam literally less than an inch of space between the brick and the wood beam you know what i mean like you, yes a human a human adult could not get their hand in that space you know what i'm saying like it was a tight fit for me to get my my space in there and for some reason whenever i was uh whenever i was um lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, having these dreams where I'm in the house, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I feel like if I remove the picture, I can free her soul from the house. Does that right. even make sense? Yes, it does. And I'll tell you why. Here, Here's a couple things. Now, again, I'm going to state this absolute fact. I am no expert. I've only been studying this for 50 years. And I say that that way because I've put in time. I've put in trying to understand from multiple levels because it's such a vast subject and nobody's got the rule book so it's really all theory and conjecture at this point and 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 hypothesis right Mm -hmm. so when you told me about that i had to go on you know i had to click out of ant mode and click into you know basically thinking i'm just speaking to somebody i don't know any of your past i don't know anything else and i listened that way tried to and what it sounds like to me is basically she's not stuck there. You are. And I don't mean that in a bad way. That's a natural thing for any young child growing up that had memories, especially a memory in a house the last time uh, they, they, they were with their mother. And a piece of us stays there. There's a saying that when someone you love passes... They take a piece of your soul with them, and you keep a part of theirs. And that's why it hurts so bad, because a part of you is gone. But as long as you know that a part of them is within you as well, you take them with you. So neither one of you is stuck anywhere you don't want to be. And this is a perfect way to understand what ghosts go through. 
in their mindset, in the cages, in the, you know, like you put here, trapped spirits. Why are they trapped? Who's trapping them? You know, and there are some that are trapped by outside influences, but, you know, such as curses or maybe another entity that's stronger in energy than they are. But in most cases, honey, it's, it's what our minds do to us. Our perception, our thoughts, the, the consciousness that we're in at the time. And a child going through what you went through at that time, of course you left a piece of yourself there. But you took a bigger piece away. And you also took that piece with, of her with you. So neither one of you are trapped there. I can tell you that from my experience on this side because I couldn't be there on the earth where she was but when all this was going on people I know and myself all helped her get across she had a hard time because she was leaving four kids and it's hard for anybody to do that and it took her a while and it took her a while to get up the strength and my theory and my thought and my whole mind of 50 years is going to tell you that the reason you're hearing her voice now is because it took that long for her to get that energy to be able to propel that sound. She's letting you know where you are now. She, you can hear her, and you're probably the only one out of, out of all four at this point because your, your consciousness is raised. So you guys are almost meeting up vibrationally. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm on a frequency? You guys are meeting on that frequency. She's, she's coming up. And you, you know, and you're, and and you're not coming down. She's coming up to meet you. You see what I mean? In mm-hmm. frequency, and that's why you can hear her now. And that good energy um, that you're sending her that helps. Anybody that's lost anybody, um, nobody can tell you uh, how to grieve. But through my life, now keep in mind, I'm not talking here from somebody who doesn't have a clue what Mike's going through. I lost my mom at twelve. You know, I'm I'm speaking from that point of view as well. And I went through an awful lot to deal with that. But at this point, I think this is an amazing case because time is nothing to them. It's not like it is to us. So I could go and, you know, like, say I go on an investigation or whatever. I'm on a case and I go in there and I'm talking to somebody who's been gone 150 years. It's like yesterday to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And to us, we're thinking, oh, gosh, how long ago? So you wonder why would it take so much time for her to raise that vibration and that frequency up for you to be able to hear her when so she's projecting? Let everybody know, she died in 1988. I was, what? Uh, 13, I was 13 years old. Yeah, you were just, yeah. When she, when she passed, mm-hmm. I was 13. I, I, I wasn't 14 yet. She died in November. I was 13. Right. So, right. But but the thing is, is that I I have been and let me and I'll be honest with you, and and I don't know how everybody else feels about the house they grow up, and it probably has something to do with this is where I lived as a kid with my mother and my family, and my mother died. I was living with my stepfather. We had no idea where my real father was. I, I've since met him, you know, since I turned eighteen, and he didn't need to pay child support. Or, you know, he reached out, of course, to find yeah. me. Yeah. But at, at 13 years old, you know, I lost my mother and my stepdad was like, well, your mom's dead. Like, I don't know where you're going to live. You know, right. 
I don't know what's going to happen to you. And then here they come and they take me and they put me in foster homes and group homes, whatever. So this house was the last place that I had a real family, a yeah. real childhood, a real life. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, so in, in a sense, I am drawn there every time I'm in, you know, every time I'm up there, I have to drive by it. Sometimes yeah. I'll pull down the driveway and I'll chat with the, with the guy that owns the place a little bit. He knows me well. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I've been there. You know, I've talked to dude. You know, I've, I'm, I am haunted by this house. This house mm-hmm. haunts me. It's not finished and, with you. And that it's, it, it's in my dreams all the time recently. And all of a sudden I'm hearing my mother calling me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because maybe, and I've always thought that, you know, if, 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 if I ever die, I want to go to this house. I'm, I want to haunt this house. I want to live in this house. I want to make enough money in my life to be able to go and buy this house so I can live this house. This is where, this is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, is it, it would be, if, if, you know, it's almost, I, I guess it's it's almost an obsession with me. Yes, yes, I, that's what I'm saying. And I, so, I called it, and you never mentioned it to me before this. I mean, a couple times you mentioned, you know, we talked about, you know, the house and the family and the times and everything else, but that's exactly what I got when you were speaking to me because I was reading your energy when you were saying it, and that's why I said it's you're the one. So mainly what we got to worry about is, is she okay? As far as I know... At this moment, she's fine. She's working through all the stuff. This is something that I've come to understand, and this is important for the story. When a lot of people get hung up on, um, you know, religion and this and that, and it has absolutely nothing to do with religion. Please, people, you know, stop putting yourself in boxes. It's basically your, your, your spiritual, your faith. Like I said in the beginning, it's your divine spark. I don't care what you call source. You know, Native Americans, we call it grandfather. We call it great spirit. You know, some people call it Allah. Some people call it, you know, God. Some people call it so many things. It doesn't matter what you call source. Source stays the same. It's light. It's everything that life came from. And it's, we're all a part of it. That's why we keep saying we're all connected. It's really true. It's like Avatar. Everything's connected. The plants, the earth, us, air, all the elements. It's all energy. And once you realize that it's an energy game and it's frequency and vibration, um, things that vibrate on a lower level, the lowest of low is the absence of all good things. And that's the truth. So if you think of the light, the source, as being the ultimate energy, unconditional love, light, all of the good high vibrational things, and then you start adding weight to that, and you start adding, like, think of Marley in... um, um, a Christmas Carol, with all the chains and weights that he forged in life, that's also feelings like uh, regret, jealousy, hatred, anger. All those things are very low. So when you pass and you, in your mind, um, you're not thinking about um, love and light and, you know, all higher things, 
then your frequency is a little lower. You're, vib- you're vibrating lower. So you go out fear or if, say, you're uh, really drunk and you have an accident, it could take you a little longer to get orientated. And that's basically it. So think of it that way. Orientation. You're crossing over. Say you you pass and immediately you get that everything we've seen in the movies, you get the tunnel, you get, you know, all that kind of stuff and you get over there. Everybody says, well, I don't want to be judged. Everything I'm hearing for those that have crossed over and come over to communicate what the dead are dying to tell us is we don't get judged. We judge ourselves. So imagine having to see everything you did and the effect it had not only on you but other people and those people you know that they affected because you were the pebble that dropped into the to the lake and you know you caused the ripples so you have to um amend for that stuff you have to see what your choices caused so if somebody passes especially a mom that under whatever conditions, and there were multiple different conditions uh, on your mom's uh, passing, I wouldn't call it a suicide. She doesn't. So I'm going to go ahead and say that she at least went out in a scrambled state. Yeah, no, and and I think it's I think it's fair to say that uh, what actually happened, and I, and I'll go ahead and tell everybody, you know, because because I'm talking to you, you're my aunt, and I, and I I feel mm-hmm. comfortable with you. I also feel comfortable with my listeners and these people that have been listening to me for years and years and years mm-hmm. that I can say that, uh, uh, what happened was, is that my mother OD. All right. So I have an older sister. She's three years older than me. And my stepfather was accused of sexually molesting my, uh, older sister who was 13 at the time or, or, you know, from 13 to 16 or whatever her age was. You know, at, yeah. at the time. Uh, yep. And when my mother found out about it, she was absolutely, she couldn't believe it. So she took the, uh, she took a, you know, they, she was depressed. They put her on antidepressants and everything else. And this is in 1988. They gave her so much shit, man. There was, well, they were experimenting with stuff. So, so she took a whole bunch of, you know, whatever it was they were prescribing her and, and she walked into the AMP in Sussex, New Jersey, and said, I just OD'd, and she collapsed on the floor of the AMP, and uh, she was taken to the hospital. And what they did, she didn't actually take anything that would have caused her to OD. What happened was, is that they pumped, they took her into the hospital, they pumped her stomach, and then they, um, they, they kind of like, okay, she's fine, you know, they, 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 you know, whatever. They had a tube down the throat for pumping your stomach or whatever, and they kind of left the room and went did other things because this is how crappy the hospital was. Right. That what she did was uh, she wound up vomiting with the tubes in her throat, and nobody was there, and all of the vomit went into her lungs and mm-hmm. caused pneumonia, and she actually died of pneumonia like two weeks later. Right. This isn't something that happened like overnight. Like Right. You know, she right. she did do this. She she wrote a note. She did what she had to do, and then she uh, obviously was was looking for attention or whatever it was. She wasn't, you know, really trying to kill herself. And even when she woke up in the hospital, she was awake in the hospital for a while before her lungs collapsed. And uh, she was like, "I don't I don't remember anything that happened. I didn't, I didn't do this." Right. And, uh, that's just, that's exactly what she said to me. 
when she yeah. came to me, she said, I didn't do this. I said, honey, I know, you know, and it's just the, the timing of it was just so, you know, I mean, if you're asking me what to do with this house, man, I'd burn it to the ground. I mean, it shouldn't be there in the first place. Nobody should be on that soil. It's what I call sour soil. So, you know, the people that don't deserve it are going to get the, you know, that's what happens in places like this. It doesn't have to be a house. It could be a building. It could be a piece of land. But there's something on it that just is so hungry. And it feeds on anything low vibrational is going to feed on low vibrational um feelings like depression anger fear uh, all of that stuff and it's like a buffet for them the same thing happened to me at the house in jackson the same exact thing kept you know and it's it's happens all over the place so you know i guess what you can take away from this is one you know what i was saying is if you're going out on that kind of vibration and she was obviously scared she was alone. There was so much going on in that house. And, you know, the fact that, you know, nothing was done uh, to fix this. I mean, if I had been here, Mike, none of this would happen. You know, he wouldn't, well, be, he wouldn't be here anymore. He wouldn't be here anymore. Well, that's why they didn't call me because they knew I would have gone in there and just absolutely obliterated the son of a bitch. <laughs> and that's just – but, I mean, I was told that point blank by yeah. your aunt and uncle uh, they, said they didn't tell me what was going on because they knew yeah. I would be I would be here in five minutes and I would have just you know and you guys would have come with me but they didn't tell me any of this was going on and I was gone I was in you know all over the place but you know that's the thing the the, the important part is everybody's saying this very sad and it is very sad um you know Mike comes by uh, Mike's a very smart dude, but he didn't come by. He came by organically and honestly in the hard way, you know, and a lot of us did. And a lot of you in the chat are the same way because life experiences teaches you things if you're paying attention, you know, and you want to learn from the things that happen. You go, man, I don't want that to happen to me. What could have been different here? You know, um, you know, sometimes your dream house turns out to be a nightmare and if there's a lot of stuff going on in the house once you're out of that you can look back and go wow how much of that was us and how much of that was where we were you know if that makes any sense you know Here's yeah. son and, of a bitch. and i'm going to throw it up there because i can do this this is jeffrey sperling he was my stepfather he is a uh, registered mm. sex offender for what he did to my older sister and uh, here it is right here. He, he, he's been released from, he was in jail for 20 something years and uh, he's out now and he's registered. There he is. And I'm not afraid to show it. There it is. And uh, if anybody comes across this guy out on the street, you should run because mm -hmm. he's on mm. and uh, he's an absolute liar and, and a, he, he's an absolute horrible person. Mm. And you wonder why people like this got to be in our lives. I mean, you know, um, my dad wasn't much better, you know. I mean, it's just you wonder. It's almost like a spinning of a wheel and a thing that keeps repeating, you know, uh, you know, where they say break the circle, break the cycle. And that's kind of what we got to do in this time. So what you and I have done is we're reaching out to, uh, you know, everybody else and trying to share a little bit of some hard earned thoughts and experiences with people. So maybe if anything happens in your life, you can see it coming. Or if you have a friend or a family member that's going through stuff, maybe, maybe edge a little bit more towards, yeah, I'm not buying the whole thing that everything is okay. I feel, I have a feeling something's going 
going on because we are um we're not our brother's keeper but we're definitely our brother's brother you know what i mean we we should be helping each other through stuff like this that stuff should have never happened not with you know people around that are supposed to care and i hate the fact that i wasn't here and i you know but then again sometimes things are supposed to happen for whatever reason you know in that whole soul contract thing lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh, I lost you. Are you there? Everything else, you know. Um, when when I started hearing about the soul contract, I think that really helped me an awful lot with uh, crap that happens in this life. You know, this is a, a lot of mediums and psychics and people that are a lot wiser than I will ever be have told me in multiple occasions that, um, you know, I do believe in reincarnation. Um, it's not such an odd concept if you think about soul. You know, does it really make sense that we'd have one shot to come here and get it right? And what's getting it right? What's getting it right? Who's judging that? If we're judging ourselves, then we're probably judging whether we're getting it right or not. And I think that once we get back over there, what you would consider home, back to source, whatever that may be for you, um, it, it doesn't matter, again, what you call it, it's energy, so, I mean, I can call water dirt all day long. It's still going to be water. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just energy. So, you know, uh, what I was saying about uh, your mom was I honestly, and I have run it through several other people, that I honestly believe that she's just at this point in time reached the vibration where you can hear her again. Think about it like a dog whistle. You know, everybody's seen that, Right. And you blow the whistle and you can't hear it, but the dogs can hear it. Different frequency. That's where I think we are. So it to me, it is like the best news in the world that you can now hear her. And I would just concentrate on that because all this stuff, it happened. And, you know, it's like I look at my life. It happened. What can I learn from it? How can I use this to help other people? You know, because it it doesn't help anybody if you just brush it under a rug, right? So what can we learn from this and what can we do now to make it better for you and her? So right now we're going to concentrate on you and her. And what I would do is I would start the experiments like I told you before, like I did with my dad, and just send her happy thoughts and energy. I love you, Mom. You know, you know, yeah. you, you, you come here to me because she can go wherever she wants to go. So you get her to that happy place. You, you know, you and what you've surrounded with your lovely wife, your home, your um, happiness, uh, the stuff that you've done to pull yourself out of, you know, because you could have stayed in a deep, dark hole. 
and you didn't do that. You no, clawed, you know, there's, there's, you clawed your way out. Yeah, you know, there's actually been uh, people that have wanted to do studies on me to figure out how I was able to come from such a situation and and not be a criminal or not be right. in jail or not yep. be uh, in such me too. situation. And, and, and to be honest with you, uh, I've turned them all down because Good. honestly, like, like I never wanted to discuss the situation. Right. And, and this, and I, and I, and all you guys are witnessing this, is is kind of my coming out party. Like I am not afraid to talk about uh, mm-hmm. these things that happened to me as a child anymore. And mm-hmm. it, and I'll be honest with you, there's nothing I would want more than to be able to make enough money in life to where I could go and buy this house from the people and that live there now. Burn it to the damn ground. No, I'd want to live there because, because I, I feel like that yeah. was the happiest time of my life. Yeah, but you can't, you know, like they say all the time, it's like you can't go back because even though it was the happiest time, it was also the saddest time. And that's something, you know, what I think it do, you've done now, and you got to do what's right for you. You do whatever you feel is right. This is just me, you know, spitballing here. What I would do is... Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Because like I said, you caught, you you found a way out of that hole. You know that old story about the guy who falls in a hole and, you know, all these people keep walking by and he can't get out of the hole, man. He keeps trying and nothing's working. He can't climb. He can't get a grip. He can't get a foothold, you know. And all these people, oh, they're slinging bacon. Hi, Zorak. How you doing? <laughs> My gatekeepers eat a lot of bacon. So if you see a lot of bacon in here, that's just ba- bacon is love to us. So <laughs> feel free to partake in the bacon. The mother of woo. Say again. The mother of Wu. The mother of Wu. Uh, yes, that that would be me. <laughs> yep, yep, right. yep, yep. That's a good thing. I do have to ask you this because it, it's been absolutely driving me nuts. I, sure. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking that my mother is trapped, her spirit and her soul trapped in this house, and I need to somehow find a way there be able to get the owner that lives there now or, or whether I can myself or not, uh, you know, get permission to go in there and remove this photo that I put in there. I, I know it's still there. There's mm-hmm. no way it's not still there. Yeah. But you're thinking that she's trapped in the house because you put the picture there and I'm saying the, the complete opposite. I'm thinking you, you, a part of you is there. And I think you can break that. You can break that by focusing on the next thing. Yeah, but you can just look at it like it's a book and that's a chapter. And, you know, you can go back and visit the chapter if you want, but there's so much more stuff ahead in the other chapters. And in some ways, Mike, I think that you need to do that. You need to find a way. So, you know, maybe you have to do something physical like, um, you know, in your dream, uh, have a lucid dream, like work your way up to the point where you get that picture and you walk out and you tear it up or, you know, or, or uh, you know, do whatever you feel personally is a way to finish that chapter and like i said and just go to the next chapter because the the thing is this everything that happened that was not good from that point on that's the starting point that's like your you know almost square one for you in this whole episode I understand you wanting to go back because, you know, this was where you had uh, happy memories. And I think in some ways we go back and then we find out in some ways that it doesn't fill that hole. 
It doesn't ever, you know, like when you go back to town and it looks similar, but it's not quite the same. And mm-hmm. you find out, you know, that it's not exactly like you remembered. And th- at that point, in some ways, I think that's what they mean. Like you can't go home again. It's like it's not going to feel the same. So what I would do is I would glean all the happiness that you possibly can from that. Get rid of all the, you know, the not so much forget the bad, but just put it behind the good. And then keep moving into the good because that's what your mom needs now too. Because right now you're constantly, if you want to help her, the way to help her is to send her happy thoughts and good energy. And that's going to give her good energy because she's crossed over. So they live on good high vibrational things, love, um, laughter, uh, music, singing, all that kind of stuff. That's why I told you some of her favorite songs is play a song for her. Yeah. You know, and laugh and 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 say out loud, you know, remember that time we went to the grocery store and you bought me the little blue car and I was so excited. I can't believe I got so excited about that little blue car, you know, whatever it may be, because that's laughter and that's healing and you're healing yourself and you're healing her. And I did that with my dad and it took about two years um, after everything he was going through. He was a bastard. You know, and he had, you know, uh, for somebody like me to to spend that much time trying to help somebody that I hadn't seen since I was three that caused so much damage, you know, in so many lives. I was going on the theory that if we are in a soul group and we were over on the other side, wherever that may be, and we decided as a soul group, you, I'm going to go try this this time, and we'll see how we do that. And you're going to do this, and yeah, you know, and you're going to forgive me ahead of time because I'm going to be a real bastard, and I'm going to really do some stuff, and you know, and I, I'm really excited because we have the we have the answers there. We we have the consciousness of all the lives we've lived, and you know, gosh, I can go back and I can get it better. I just give me another shot. I can do this better. I'm going to go in again because I want to be up on a higher vibrational level. And I think that's what they mean that this is almost like school. You know what I mean? It's really we make it more difficult and more complicated than I think it is. I think it's really simple because it makes sense. You know, of course, we volunteer to come back and go again if we can go back on a higher level. But it's also free will because there's many people over there go, I'm not going, but I'm done. I'm good. I'll vibrate right here. I'm just, y'all go, I'll cheer you on, and I'll see you when you get back. I can see all that kind of stuff going on. So in my mind, with my dad, now I say to him, listen, I know you did a lot of things, but you're really good at it. You know, if you, if we agreed that you were going to come back and be a real son of a bitch, boy, you did a good job. Thanks. You know, because I got strong. I got, I'm a fighter. I'm a warrior. I went out and I did all these things because you were that way to me, you know, and we kind of chilled on it. And now he's able to talk when he comes through mediums. He's able to, because when he first appeared, he couldn't even lift his head. He was so just worn out energy wise and so humiliated by the things he had done he couldn't even lift his head to speak the medium said and I had more than one medium say that so I worked on him two years later I go through and I'm talking to somebody and you know it was completely unplanned and I'm sitting there and she says well your mother's here but great let's talk you know back and forth we had a conversation and she says somebody else is here and I said, uh, okay. And she just starts describing him. And, and uh, boy, she was so young there. She was like 18. 
there she was 16 and um so all this stuff is going on and she says uh but uh now he's he's in a uniform he's in a uh i guess army dress greens and he's you know he's standing up and i said describe how he's standing and says does he have his head up she says yes and he said because of you he's able to speak now and he told me a couple of things so i can tell you from experience that sending even someone like that good happy thoughts and energy and you know good memories and things like that and love gives them the strength to move forward to vibrate at a higher vibration and i think now she's at the point where she can communicate with you and i would absolutely cherish that and i would try to give her as much good energy as you possibly can i know i am you know and i think that that's going to help both of you because we learned what we could you know from from this place and i and i assure you she's not uh <laughs> i assure you she's not um she's not stuck there babe she's yeah. not does that picture ring a bell? Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> That's you and my mother there. Basic training. That's the day I graduated basic training. That was a borrowed wedding dress. I got dressed in a bathroom of a bar, got married, took it off, put my uniform back on, and started to drink beer. <laughs> but yeah, that was a trip. But that's that's how I, you know I say it for for the listeners. Um, I don't know if you guys have any questions about that, but it just it it just means so much. If there's one thing I've learned um, about this subject in in that amount of time, like I said, you know, five decades more actually. Um, just trying to understand how all this works like you know basically you know you start out it's like first are there ghosts what am i seeing who am i talking to and then you find out you you know it is and then you go well i don't want to be one how, what, what what makes you wind up being a ghost you know i don't want to be a ghost who, who the hell wants to rattle around for 500 years you know and believe me uh there's not that many ghosts having a good time out there there's a few Jumpers are, you know, usually ghosts that have a good time. They're ones that hang out at bars and start bar, bar fights and jump into drunks and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it happens. But um, most of them are just, as you said in the title, trapped in their own kind of self-built cage, if that makes sense, uh -huh. you know. And it's all perception and what they see and what they feel is around them. Um, good example the movie what dreams may come um you know robin williams's character has to go in and talk to his wife who was stuck almost like in a purgatory and in between and she's stuck there because she's so depressed about losing her daughter i believe the daughter died at three or something along those lines and she's just blaming herself and she's so dark and dismal that she's pictured herself all in black in this like garden thing with all these black vines and everything and he basically goes in there and just speaking to her and try to coax her back out of the darkness and into the light and he's doing it with love and he's reminding her what love feels like and he's reminding her of of how it feels to be loved and you can see the the vine starting to pull away and and her her color coming back to her and this is what happens with ghosts when you're talking to them like when i've gone on the battlefield to gettysburg or or uh fredericks or fredericksburg 
And I've talked to these soldiers who have been passed for 150 years. And when they went out, they died in the midst of a battle. Most of them close hand-to-hand combat in a fog where you can't even face-to-face hardly tell who you're fighting. And this is when they went out. And it took the most amount of time to, to communicate with them, to try to get them to understand and remember what love even felt like. A lot of these guys were orphans. I had this one I spent the most time on, and he was, it's actually in the book, and it says, who could love me? And this is what he's saying, look at me, who could love me? And I'm like trying to envision what he's seeing. You know, is he looking down at his hands covered in blood from somebody he just killed, and he's thinking I'm a horrible person? You know, I was a soldier, I was in a war, I killed so many. What is he thinking? So you have to get into their mind, what are you thinking? It's like therapy. And can you imagine trying to convince somebody like that what love feels like when they haven't felt it in so long, maybe never felt it? I had to go through his life and find that at one point in time he had a dog whom he loved dearly. And the minute he remembered that dog, the minute he remembered the the kinship he had with this um, with this dog and his his friend, he was lightening up. Makes sense, right? Yeah, let me let me ask you this. So, so basically, what what I'm experiencing, and maybe other people experience with their childhood homes or something, am I setting myself up to be trapped in the house myself when I pass? It's a good question, man. You know, like I said the first time we talked about this, I said, you know, I'm going to help you do something about this because that's not going to happen. You know. I mean, you just, it, yes, I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, it could. Yeah, I mean, be honest with me. Yeah, be I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, it could happen. Because I've been thinking about this because, because uh, I mean, it's, and that might not be good, right? I mean, mm. we all think that that's kind of cool, right, to, to, be, to be a ghost or to haunt a house. It's not. I mean, it, it's not, is it? No, no, it's not. I had to tell another guy at a bar. Um, Donnie was asking a question here. It says, has the current owner experienced anything in the house? Do you know? I, I, I answered. I said, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't either. And you know, it, that's not necessarily a marker either, because, um, I just did a story, uh, Donnie, the one, the, the episode you and I did on the Flynn, uh, Earl Flynn house. There was a, a horrible amount of things that happened when um, Tracy Nelson and uh, her brothers, or twin brothers, like Gunther and somebody else, or Gunner and some, I can't remember the twins' names, but Ricky Nelson's kids. And they moved in the house in 1980 um, after another family had lived there for 20 years after, or almost 20 years after Earl Flynn. A lot of stuff happened in the house with Earl Flynn, lots of parties, lots of, you know, really debauchery kind of you know stuff and um probably it was probably some black magic going down i can't say for sure he was for sure a nazi sympathizer i mean we undug a lot of stuff where he really did some stuff on purpose you know some people were saying that it was just guilt by association no he was in it and there's documents that are coming out now that says he's done plenty of reconnaissance and things and the information that he got actually got people killed so you can dig into that if you want. But the whole point of this this story is that 
another family full of love, lots of kids, um, very, um, you know, family orientated, always had people over, lots of animals on the farm, lots of laughter, no problems for 18, 20 years. And then the Nelsons move in, who Ricky Nelson at the time was going through. Um, <clears throat> she didn't really lean on it, Tracy telling the story a lot, but they were showing a lot of pictures of him doing a lot of coke and a lot of drinking and a lot of partying and coming at the end of his career, probably a lot of depression involved there. And that house ate him alive. And lots of lots and lots of uh, experiences and door slamming and, you know, other phenomena and stuff going on in the house. So there's a perfect example of it depends on who goes in the house. If there's the energy is feeding on energy, same thing. I don't know that the family before us in the farmhouse had any problems, but it was off the chain when we were there. I mean, if you look at this house, it might not be haunted yet because I'm still alive. Oh, shut up. (laughs) You make me walk into that house to get you out of there after you're dead, I'm going to kill you. I mean, look at it. It (laughs) is shaping up to be a pretty scary-looking haunted house later on in the future. I mean, look at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's shaping right up there. It's it's, a... Man, I'm telling you, I got nothing but bad energy coming off of that thing. Take that picture down. <laughs> I mean, it's that. I'm telling you, there's, there's, there's never been good energy in that house for me. And I don't know whether I was getting, you know, like premonitions of things to come, or, you know, I haven't been there since, so I couldn't tell you what I felt now, other than looking at it. But you know, there's history there, so it's hard to say. But you know, uh, I, I can't say. But all I can tell you is my advice to you is to put that in the chapter and continue reading, writing the rest of the book and just, you know, go back and visit, the, you know, the, you know, that situation and happy memories. Try to do that for a while. I know it's hard, but maybe uh, I need to get the picture out to put myself at peace. Maybe, maybe. Right. I mean, I'm still questioning on that one. You know, I'll ask some remote viewers and people like that if you want uh, what their uh, information is on that. And I'll get you with some good people that can take it from, you know, because I have emotional attachment to it. And I'm not the best person to ask because, you know, we're just not supposed to do that because we do have emotional attachment. And I'm trying to stand back as far as I can from it and just answer it you know, with a non-emotional answer, but you can't help that that's in there because this is a spiritual subject. So it's definitely emotion is in there no matter how you look at it, you know. Again, myself says, if Cisco has to come get you after you are dead, it's going on the podcast. Yes, it is. If it, it, it would be going on her channel to make yes. sure you're go- we, her would channel. Be, we would be doing it live, absolutely. Live <laughs> with the dead tonight. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. On radio. Yeah. yeah. It would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the first time. But yeah, that's that's like the number one thing I would take care I would take out of this, though. Um, I do think that you have a connection there. I think that's something you need to visit, you know, as far as not the house, but the fact that um, you're drawn there. But that's not an unnatural thing. And I'm no therapist and I'm certainly not a psychologist, you know, psychologist of any kind. But I would say that um, you a piece of you is still there, but a large piece of you is not. And I would concentrate on that large piece piece because it sounds like your mom is also trying to count you know she's not calling you from the house saying come here she's meeting you where you are and trying to be a part of your world now and that's what i would concentrate on yeah and i'm all the way down here in huntsville alabama now you know? right i'm a thousand plus miles from that, yeah, house. that the distance means nothing to them 
So, you know, where, where, wherever you are, that's her home because that's where her love is, you know, and that's, that's how you need to think of it. You know, you're her new house. You know, she doesn't need anything, you know, else, you know. Well, let's, let's take a second to uh, tell everybody, I, you know, I certainly hope you enjoyed uh, my personal show tonight and mm-hmm. a little personal to me. And, and thank you, Aunt Cisco, for, for spending this time. I mean, this is the third time we've had you on the show, but it's the first time where we've actually said, you're my aunt and mm-hmm. my sister. And, and, and we decided, I, I actually wanted to get you on the I actually wanted to do a little bit uh, darker a show than this. I hope I didn't surprise you with anything I, I no. picked you tonight. Um, I, I kind of think you had the idea that where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, give a thumbs up if you like the video. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you hit the notification bell. Also, check out my aunt's podcast. The link is in the description below. Go check out her stuff. She she does amazing stuff. It's really awesome. And um, let me let me uh, I guess uh, I'm I'm going to open the the floor up for questions. It's question time. If anybody has a question, uh, now is the time to ask your normal questions. I guess of the host and, and of and of me, I suppose. If you have any questions, but let me ask you this: uh, Just go. What is cool breeze, and how does it fit into? Oh what we've talked about tonight cool breeze well when you when you told me the subject tonight um you like and like you said i'm fine with all of that you know um i just think that my i hope my influence on you tonight was my main concern is your well-being and my sister's well-being you know because you know just because they're past we don't stop thinking about them as living beings i know that sounds so funny but um you just think about it differently you know, when you start to understand this and I know the best for you and her is I'd really like to concentrate on getting that to getting to the point where she can actually come to you and you can help heal her because by helping to heal her and her energy, you're healing yourself. And that is like one of the best parts of this uh, paranormal supernatural subject is when you start to really focus on the miracle of the whole thing, right? So when we're talking about trapped spirits, um, I, you know, I had mentioned, you know, my gatekeepers and stuff know that I always point out the Abbott and Costello movie, The Time of Their Lives. They were stuck on the property because somebody cursed them and they had to prove that they weren't who they said they were. They weren't traitors to get off the property. They actually were stuck there. That can happen. Um, it can also happen, like I said, you know, curses. Um, but most of the time we curse ourselves, And I think that that's what gets us trapped, like I was describing in What Dreams May Come. She cursed herself with depression and blame and so many things. And that's, you know, that kind of lesson right there, it goes out to everybody. Say, handle the stuff now. That person you're not talking to, write them a letter, give them a call, send them a text, finish it. Um, You know, all, all the stuff that you can let go that really drags you down, let it go, man. Let it go. You know, think about, just think about it like Marley in those chains. Break that chain and throw it across the room. You don't need it. You know, anything that's holding you down, like get it off. That's not what we're here for. We're not here to suffer as much as we are here to learn. But we also learn by suffering. So it's kind of like a catch-22. You're not going to get out of that. 
because they have the human experience. That's part of the human experience. But laughter and love and so many other things are as well. And sometimes we get caught up in the lower things. Well, Cool Breeze was a guy who got caught up in the lower things. I am going to tell you right now, we don't know who Cool Breeze is. I called him that because he was telling me that that's what he wanted to be called. Now, the whole thing started with my friend Steve Stockton, who does my Monday Madness with me on at 8 o'clock Eastern on Monday nights. Steve Stockton is a fantastic storyteller. He's uh, somebody who likes to keep history alive and writes all kinds of wonderful stories about the weird and wonderful that he's heard all his life. And it's, he's a wonderful uh, friend of mine. And he also has an amazing amount of abilities. One of those abilities is prophetic dreaming. And he will have a dream that usually, you know, some kind of doom is coming, an accident, um, you know, construction accident or something like that. It'll be so real. And he just doesn't know where it's going to be. He can't stop it. It tells him what's happening, but he can't stop the suffering. He can't stop the people being hurt, you know, and he goes just... It's a horrible thing to have if you, it's like that thing where it's like, why do I have this gift if I can't do any good with it, you know? So here lately in the past several years, I think his ability has changed to the point of now he's actually able to help some things because one of these dreams, um, he saw a motorcycle Imagine picture, if you if you will, an old like abandoned ghost town, uh, like an like an old found brick foundation with maybe just the um, the fireplace part of the fireplace uh, sticking up, you know, all the bricks falling and breaking weeds everywhere, um, lots of dirt and dirt banks and you know rock quarries and things like this. This is what he's seeing. That was the first dream he's walking through. The next dream, he sees a motorcycle poking out of the dirt, an orange and white motorcycle. He can see the tank, and he can see a handlebar, and he can see a part of a tire. A couple nights later, he has another dream. Now the motorcycle, you know, is a little more deeper in, and he can see a little bit more. Well, in the third dream, he hears a voice, and he looks, and there's this, like, pine tree, like an old cedar pine tree with the boughs real low to the ground. Mm-hmm. He can see feet. Like if he looks underneath, he can see boots, like the soles of boots. Several dreams like this, he wakes up. The next one, he can see a little bit more. The next one, he can go under the bough and see that it's a man leaning up against a tree. He's got old uh, biker leathers on, a leather vest. He's got uh, the old red faded bandana, the whole ball of wax, right? Except that he's uh, completely... Uh, skeleton, uh, skeleton with a little bit of skin and hair still attached, but mostly skeleton. And of course, all the leather and stuff was still there in the clothes, but tattered and torn. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, wakes up. Well, the next one, the thing starts talking to him. And eventually, so he's had about eight, nine dreams at this point in time. This is like about two weeks going. And now the guy is, it, he won't look at him. He's standing with his, he's standing out from underneath the tree now, complete skeleton again. And he said it was very much like uh, American Werewolf in London. Like each time he saw him was a little bit more decomposed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm running out of time. That's what he, how he took it. So basically Steve calls me. About the fourth dream. And these are the kind of calls I get from Steve at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And he says, Cisco, I think I know where her body is. And I'm like, dude, what do you need from me? You know, it's like, yeah. 
He's that kind of friend. I'm like, you know, are you responsible for the body? I mean, does it, you know, it's like the conversations, right? And he starts explaining to me and I'm listening. So I'm helping him out and we're looking on, he's like, I got to find this guy. I'm like, okay. So we start looking for the motorcycle. We start looking for missing motorcycles. We start trying to find stuff on Google Earth that matches the landscape. I mean, we're going nuts for days looking at stuff. And I said, look, man, I can't do it tomorrow. I got to go to a psychic fair. I'm selling jewelry because I, I, I'm a wire sculptor. And I had a booth there. And uh, I said, I'll be back on it tomorrow. After tomorrow, I'll be back on it. I'll see you about 4 o'clock. He said, okay. So I go to the psychic fair. And, of course, psychic fair, all my friends are there. All my friends are mediums and psychics and, you know, Reiki healers and stuff. So I'm sitting there. And my friend's at, at, at her table. And she goes, come here. And I went sat at the chair. She goes, come on, let me give you a reading. She goes, whoa, wait a minute. She goes, hang on, you're here for something else. What do you got going on? And she just looks at me quiet. I don't say a word. Because if my friends know me, I'm just, just, what do you see? And she says, oh, my gosh. And I said, yep. And I got Steve's permission that if I was to see any of my friends that day, I could, you have to give permission for people to read your energy. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. And I said, well, you know, it's a friend of mine. He's given me permission to, you know, if you want to read his energy and tell me what's going on. And she goes, hold on. She thinks a minute. She says, quit looking for the motorcycle. It's not about the motorcycle. That's what she said. And I said, okay, what's it about? And she starts telling me about this guy. She says he won't look at me. He won't talk to women. He hates women. I'm like, okay, that's why, you know, she said he went to Steve because he connected with Steve in some type of an energy. He was able to get into his dream. And he came in that way. St tell Steve he's never met him. And I said, okay. And he says he will not cross because he's ashamed to face his mother because of all the things he has done. I said, okay, what do you need me to do? He goes, you got to work on this guy. You know, we got to get a couple people get the energy, send them, you know, what to do. And I'm like, okay. And we started doing that, but he would only talk to Steve. Now he's turning around and facing Steve, and he's getting a little bit more of his facial stuff back, like he's getting energy, which is cool. And Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm over here with about four or five people in four different states, and we're all working on this energy that we've never met. A complete stranger of a ghost. A man who walked was a one percenter, more than likely in a motorcycle gang of some God knows what he did. Doesn't matter. He's a human being. We got to get him crossed over and the rest will handle it, right? So we're working on it and working on it. And one of the really good mediums I was working with and one of the remote viewers said, listen, you know, he's not going to walk. He's not going to walk into it. He's scared to death. This is the first thing he has ever been scared of in his life. And I laughed a little. And I went, yeah, and his death too, right? And I said, that's it. I'm done. Call his mother. And she goes, oh, my God, that's going to be bad. And I said, I don't care. Call his mother. We're getting his mother. Tell her to come over here and get him because I'm done playing with this. Steve needs rest. So we all get together. We call his mother. She comes over and she gets him. And the minute 
<laughs> That's amazing. She gets there. Now, we're all seeing this remotely, you know, and one of two of them are right there with her because they yeah. have that ability. I don't. And she walks up and she calls him, much like your mother called you. And used that name, much like your mother did you. <laughs> and he turned around, and the minute he laid eyes on her, he completely melted. He connected into that love energy. She put out her hand, and he reached out and took it. And when he took it, he became all whole again. And they walked down this like little dirt road away from the bike, and the further they got, they just disappeared and went off. Now, the cool part about that is we told Steve none of this. For two days, I said, quit thinking about it. We'll handle it. He calls me the morning after. We did this at night. He calls me the next morning, and he says, man, Cisco, I had a good dream, good dream last night. I said, really? He goes, whatever you guys were doing, he goes, I think it might have worked. And I said, why, Steve? What, do you, what, do you, what makes you think that? And he said, because last night I had a dream that he was completely whole and work, walking down the dirt road with a little uh, old lady with a bun on her head and a blue flowered dress. He goes, I think it was his mom. And I said, honey, it was. We called her to come and get him. He's gone. Huh. That's cool breeze. So you might have to do that with me, huh? <laughs> no, because I'm not going to let you do it. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> We're not going to let that happen well, to you, baby. To, uh, let's get to some of these questions. Uh, sure. You're good to say a little bit over, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, David Godling, uh, Gosling says, do you think you may have been abused, Mike, and you blocked it out? That happened to me, and I didn't recall for over 40 years. I was... Uh, I was physically abused. Mm-hmm. I was I was beaten mm-hmm. as a child a lot. I, I took a lot of whoopings, and uh, I guess that's where we'll leave it at that. I I, I had a I, I guess uh, I had a, a a different kind of uh, you know, childhood. I guess abuse is abuse. Yeah, Mary Kay says, "How do you clear a house of spirit?" Not depends. It depends you. on the house, and it depends on the spirit. It it really does. And I know that sounds like a frivolous answer, Mary Kay, but there is no full, you know, full thing. Um, it depends on the spirit. Um, basically, me personally, just to, you know, just to define them, I call spirits the ones that have crossed over and earthbound uh, spirits, ghosts, you know, pretty much. But just because I think there is a change there where they Can cross you- over the more spirit. Yeah. Can you force a spirit to leave a house if they yes. don't want to? Yes. Yes. There's pretty much nothing that you can't beat with the right stuff. And I say that like this because, you know, say Mary's got a house and Mary's got a ghost. Okay. What's going on in Mary's house? You know, is is there anything? Because like we've already said, two different houses here that, you know, reacted different to different families. You know, um, at least mine did, and the, you know, and and I know the Flynn house did, the Earl Flynn house, and I can probably think, and I could come up with about five more off the top of my head. That you know, like all right, Amityville, that's another one. You know, people go in there. I oh, we haven't had any problems. Well, it, it it it's the people that are in it. See, yeah. So you know, what's your faith base? What works for you? Because if you're gonna you know throw a prayer at something to get it out of your house, and you don't believe that prayer, you might as well just throw a slipper at it. So you might want to deal with something you believe in. You know, like a lot of people feel like they could believe in in sage, but they don't understand how burning an herb 
is going to work. Well, it's not going to work if you don't believe that it will. And it also, you have to add your own into it. This is my house. You have to leave. You are not welcome here. You must go. Okay? And you also do it, you could do it with sage and do a very, you know, unspiritual uh, cantation and say, you know, all negative, all negative energy must leave. Only positive can stay. And you go around your house and you can clear it that way. You can do it with salt. You can do it with black salt. You can do it with salt water and clean everything in your house. Certain things are going to need certain stuff to get rid of it. To get rid of it is one thing. To hold it off is another because that's a maintenance thing. You can't just sage once and it works forever. You know, one of yeah. my famous stories is I had a guy. Well, they were getting a ghost and, you know, they came in and they did the sage and the guy calls up and says, well, it didn't work. The ghost is outside the window looking in. Yeah, but he's not in the house. He's out the house. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, what are you going to do to get rid of it? So sometimes there's a maintenance thing. You have to figure out what it is, who it is, what it wants, what type of entity it is. Because if it's a, an elemental or a sprite or, you know, something else... You know, you might have to add a little extra flavor to it for that specific thing, you know. Like if this house was on Native American ground and they're just mad because, you know, if it's a bad energy, it might not have anything to do with Native Americans. It might be the bad energy has um, kind of uh, lured or, you know, uh, was a beacon for other negative energies to come. You know, it could be from anywhere. It could be uh -huh. with with a worker who came in and had something negative attached to it, and it just jumped off and stayed there. It could be anything, you know. Everybody thinks, you know, oh, well, nobody died here. It has nothing to do. It could have come in with the plumber. It could have come in, you know, jumped on you in the grocery store and stayed. I mean, it just, there's so many different things that can happen. So, you know, what I would say is if you have a house and you have some kind of thing going on where it's not, you know, an off-the-chain kind of stuff your kids aren't flying around the living room or something i would just try something simple like a, a smudging open your windows start in one corner get every corner and just do your own positive mantra yeah you know when i walk through i'll walk through my place with sage and i'll start in the in the very far corner yep. of our place and I'll, I'll get into the in every little nook and cranny you know, I'll open up the cabinets, I'll open up the closets, I'll open up the, the, the towel, you know, linen, linen closets, whatever. And I'll walk through and I'll make sure I get the stage smell everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'll repeat over and over and over again, uh, you must leave this house, you are not welcome here. Mm -hmm. You must leave mm -hmm. this house, you are not welcome here. And I'll do that over and over and over again as I walk through the house to the stage. And I'll get in every, every nook and cranny that mm -hmm. I can in the house. Right. And that's, like I said, that's a maintenance thing. It's like saying you're only going to wash your hands once and they'll stay clean forever. Yeah. So if you and think about it like that, you know, I mean, in Native Americans, we do it all the time. We'll sage, you know, things coming into the house. We do all kinds of things like that. And, you know, that's that's a good way to do it. Um, again, it, it depends on what it is. Door. We chalk our door. There's yeah. some chalk that my wife has that... that mm -hmm special chalk that's supposed to mm -hmm. you know like we'll chalk around the edges of the doors it, it keeps the 
keep the things out. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that'll you do bring- holy water. You could do anointing oil. You can do um, vibration. You can play a vibration. You know, uh, pull up on YouTube. You know, a high vibrational um, song or or something along those lines, and you can do it that way. You do it by grounding yourself, prayer. Um, all kinds of things like that lift in the vibration. I know people that got rid of a very noisy, mischievous ghost, not evil, not negative, anything like that. But it could not be around laughter because it's not getting fed. It wants to scare you. It, fa- it finds that if you jump go, <gasps> like this, it gets energy. So it's going to do it again and again yeah. and again and again because it needs the energy. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative um you know, ghost or, or energy. It just means that it found a way it needs to eat. It needs the energy to do stuff. That's why a lot of times you'll see ghosts will manifest and it'll just be legs or just the torso or just a head. You know, I've had heads flung at me, which is nice. But I think it's because they can't get enough energy to do the whole thing. You know, and that I think sometimes you'll see like walk through and they'll kind of like materialize fully and then go back out again. It's just they don't have enough energy. There's a great story that I uh, a guy uh, staying at a bed and breakfast, obviously an old house that's been redone. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off only because we're running out of time and we got a question to get to. Sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow you to get into a whole nother story because I I know you you're my aunt. (laughs) It'll be, be 30 minutes later, so I'm going to stop you there. It's so <laughs> no, true. No offense. All right, so uh, Donnie Cho says, question, what were some of, some of your experiences with the house as a kid? Uh, a lot of a lot of freaky experiences and uh, some that I don't have uh, too much time to get into now. That I, I do believe the house was haunted by the builder's wife, and I, I, I think it, it's uh, still haunted today. Uh, AJK says, question for Cisco, what was your MOS how long were you in the army, and where were you stationed at? Four years, uh, Fort Dix, Redstone Arsenal, and uh, I was truck driver. All right, there you go. And uh, let's see, uh, Bash has a has a long question, so I'm actually uh, he's wanting to know if he can call in. I'm going to try to call him now. I told him to stand by, so uh, let's call Bash and see if he answers. Bash. Hey, Bash. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How you guys going? You know, pretty good. Uh, uh, you said you wanted to actually uh, talk on the show, so here you go, man. What's going on? Oh, I can't. I can think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I don't know. I, I, I usually think about very close stuff at random points in time, but one of the things that, uh, one of the bigger things that I, I suppose I have uh, seen is even in just our current day-to-day lives, we seem to get involved in patterns. Anything from can be the kind of work we have, we need friends or people we meet, relationships, um, even hobbies. Like I'm sure people can relate to you know picking up a musical instrument and then five, ten, however many years later, they can. And I kind of feel like that same thing would happen for why I feel like there would be no reason why it wouldn't happen when you cross. I kind of feel like that's potentially why we do see ghosts and interactions and things like that and have it with them because they are in their own loop. It's just we don't know how long it is 
just like we are now. What do you think? What do you think, Jessica? I think at this point, anything um, can be true. And I think a lot of things can be true all at the same time. One of the things I've learned is like it's so hard to put everything into, you know, a file. And put it in, you know, and put it in the file cabinet and file it under that specifically because so many things cross over. I have no idea. I mean, I'm even uh, looking into the theory of, you know, you hear footsteps coming down the stairs. How do we know that's not our past self haunting us? You know, maybe it's a time slip of something and you're just hearing ourselves coming down the stairs a couple of days ago. We don't know. All this is theory. And at this point, I think all theories are on the table. You know what I mean? It was a maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a you know it is. It's like a maybe because you know as soon as we think we have something figured out in this subject, something else comes along, changes everything. It's like you know the last five minutes of a you know court TV or something. You think the guy's guilty, and one piece of evidence comes out, blows it all away. You know, and that's you kind of got to be open to this. So there's no reason to think that your theory wouldn't be uh, true. I would say, yeah, well, I, I think the more for me, and I can only relate my own experiences to myself, you know, so, um, it's just something that I've seen as a wider thing where I could be like, that's an interesting thing I heard about, or um, along those lines, I suppose. Right, like, think about time slips. Like, how do you explain those? Like, you know, to me, it's almost like, um, you know, the people say the veil, veil is thinning. Okay, is there one veil? Are there portals? Are there dimensions? You know, is there a parallel universe? You know, I, I don't know. Um, people smarter than me seem to think so. Tesla came up with, what, 12? So... And he wasn't, I don't think he was even close to being done. So, you know, all of that could very well be true. All I can tell you is what those that have crossed over have come and told us. And it doesn't seem like they can tell us everything. Like, we're not supposed to have the last page of the mystery book, you know, because I, I guess then it would all be blown out of the water. And I think a lot of us would love to be born with, like, a, a manual, you know, and don't do this because it'll hurt and don't do this because, you know, it's going to hurt somebody else or, you know, whatever it may be. But then the mystery is gone. And, you know, on my podcast, I always say, enjoy the journey. We're all on our own journeys. You know, we all meet along the way a little bit here, a little bit there. We all see the scenery a little bit different, but we all take our own path. But I think we all wind up pretty much in the same place in the end. Now, how many lifetimes does it take? I don't know. You know? I don't know. It's an incredible mystery, you know, and all we can just say is try to enjoy the journey as much as possible. So much of it, so many of us have to go through so much pain, but it seems to me the wisest people I know are the ones that survived that and learned from it. Because, yeah, I think a lot of it too is uh, doesn't, it isn't the more, the more special you are as far as being intuitive or, or that sort of thing, the, the more life will throw at you and try to keep you to suppress those gifts. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and it and it is um, a lot of times people that are very depressed, and, and this is going on. Somebody real close to me right now, they're an empath, and they think that they're they have like all these mood swings and stuff. I'm like, dude, no, you don't. You're an empath. None of these feelings belong to you. You know, 
you have to learn how to get everybody else's emotions and stuff off of you. So you know who you are, you know, uh, because they're dragging you down. And, you know, he started thinking about that. Yeah, every time I go in the office with that one person, I leave. That's when I start feeling bad. Well, that's an energy vampire. They don't even know it, but they're draining you of your uh, energy. And then you're picking up other people's energy to replace that. Find yourself. You know, and then once you find your base, then you can pretty much start seeing, okay, I'm picking this up from this person. A lot of people in this chat probably have abilities because they're interested in this. They're they're stimulated by the subject and thinking about it. They're thinkers. They're um, critical thinkers and, you know, wonders and all this, you know, excitement about mysteries and true crime and, you know, ghosts and stuff. It's all type the same. It keeps us thinking. So I would guess a lot of people in here have abilities. All right, Vash. Uh, anything else, man? I'm going to let you go. We're hurting for time. Yeah. Oh, oh, if you're really hurting, uh, I, I suppose we can uh, let it go. I, I was just actually going to throw out an experiment that people might be interested in doing. Um, it's basically another thing that I've sort of picked up on. When we have, an, when we have a moment that we seem to really remember vividly or you know, it, it's, it's quite strong for us, I'm almost of the opinion that that moment in the time that you're experiencing it is so vivid and strong only because you keep thinking about it at a later stage. Mm. I'm yeah. just curious what you guys, maybe maybe you're just talking about some other times, but yes, okay, what, what do you think about that? Because, I don't know, I, I, it's another little thing I've just played around with, and if I'm I actually set a time frame to remember that moment. And then if I reflect while I was, when I was in that moment, it feels so much more alive because there's just so much more focus and attention put to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> they say, well, they say too that we we have the tendency to remember uh, the good times uh, more vivid. Um, but I don't, you know, I, and that's supposed to be people that really know what they're talking about, that have studied and have degrees. That's not what I see. I see a lot of people remember the bad uh, uh, more vivid in some ways. Um, I think we have memories of, you know, what mom's apple pie tasted like or what Christmas smells, you know, and brings you back in memories and things like that. I think that's a different part of our brain. I think that we do remember the bad stuff. And um, some people, like like you said, Mike, they wanted to find out how come you didn't go uh you know, uh, take a dark road. You know, I think we all have uh, those crossroads and we choose. And sometimes we choose the wrong one. And some people are smart enough to back up and get on the right one. And, um, you know, I think that uh, when we have things like that, somebody was asking me the scariest thing. I think all of it was scary. But once you start settling down and realizing what it is, it's like Hans Holzer said, I've never been afraid of ghosts. They're just people in need of help. And if I can help people now before it happens, you know, uh, to not be a ghost, to not, you know, think it's cool and, you know, check out, go, go over and get your, your hard-earned light, man. Get all the love. See all the animals you've had in other lives and, you know, go go get the, some of the answers to these questions, you know. And uh, I think that's the best route to go and, and just enjoy this journey while we're on it because we all came here for a reason, whatever that may be. You know, even if it's just to be a decent human being, the yeah. best you. 
enjoy it as much as you can and try not to get stuck in past moments. Exactly. Learn right, from Bash. it and move on. Yeah. Bash, I'm going to let you go, thanks man. So All right. Bye-bye. Have a good one. And thanks for the show. Bye. All right. So uh, we're done with that there. Uh, uh, let's see here. Blue Chicken wants to know, Conflict, can you help me move some rocks? Uh, <laughs> Blue Chicken, I'd be happy to help you move some rocks, man. Just, yeah. uh, uh, I'm not going to be in uh, Australia anytime soon. So uh, we'll move on from there. I'm, I'm going to look for some more questions here. In charge of your own rocks, Blue Chicken. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'll, I'll help you, but you're really far away. So... <sighs> I'm scrolling down, looking for some questions here, and I guess uh, I guess we're I guess we're all caught up. Yeah, cool. Okay, so we're all caught up. Awesome. So, Cisco, what would be? And I, I guess uh, I mean it seems like the, the last year or so, I'm coming a long way in in putting a lot of this stuff behind me. But mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, I really want to I really want to get that picture out of there. Mm-hmm. I you feel know, you, man. Stupid as that sounds, like, well, like uh, you know, maybe you can call the people at the house and ask them to do it, and tell them to take it out in the backyard and put it on the barbecue grill and burn it, or mail no, it no, to I, you. I want it. I want yeah. it. I, or, I want you it. know, mail it to you or something like that to take it out. But I think you need to make your peace with that and um, concentrate on the new thing. And the new thing is going to be a great experiment in love and light and endurance and the continuation of life and energy. And I think it's such a positive thing. Um, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be sending her love and energy, and I have all these years, and I'll continue to do so. And I think that that's great for everybody to do that um, because it it helps both. It helps you and it helps them. And... um, you know, I just think that's the best thing right there. And if you do have something in your life that's uh, dragging you down, and it's like I said, it's like those chains on Marley, you know, break the chain. Figure out, you know, is it anything I can do to change it? No. Um, you know, if it was a bad time, be awesome in spite of it. Because um, those are the warriors. And, yeah. um, you yeah, know, it's go I out have, a warrior. I have, uh, I have visions and dreams that I talk to. And I talk to people I know that have passed over all the time. And, mm-hmm. and my mother is the one that, that I can't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm starting to now hear her voice, mm-hmm. but she's the only one that I know that has died. I mean, I shouldn't say only one. Obviously I've known people that have died that, I mean, you know, everybody knows people that have died. You're not close with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, see, it's. It, I think that is again an affirmation to the fact that you're lifting your vibration. Yeah, you know, it took you a long time to get there. Don't yeah, let anything bring it back down. Is my Johnny Joe says? Why don't you just show up at their doorstep with a nice bottle of wine and a gift card and explain the situation? Why not? I I agree with you that that's something I need to do. But keep in mind, I'm in Huntsville, Alabama now, and uh, this house is in uh, northern New Jersey. So. Mm-hmm. A, a bit of a it's going to take uh, more than just uh, I'm going to put on my shoes and go over there <laughs> but just keep in mind that the picture it, it's just it, it's a symbol of something for you and I'm not saying it's not I'm not saying you know um, minimalizing that at all yeah. but I'm saying that maybe you can get the picture back by doing something else because the important thing about the picture to you is it's your connection to your mom and you have a real connection to your mom right here right now wherever you are and that's the point 
All right. So, so to basically sum everything up, what's the best thing I can do to open up those lines of communication between her and I? Exactly what I said. Send her love and energy before you go to sleep at night. For um, they usually say it takes about three nights, and you can do this with pets as well. Pet, the pets that are passed over, and it doesn't matter if it's a turtle or a rabbit or a snake or a cat or a dog. It doesn't matter. Um, if you have a love connection with that animal, it has a love connection to you. So um, I would, you know, every night before you go to sleep, tell your spirit guides that you want assistance. That if she wants to connect to you, to please come to you in a dream. And you do that three nights in a row and send good thoughts and energy. Again, the stuff I told you about good memories, laughing. Remember that time we had ice cream? You know, that kind of thing. Because she's going to remember them too. And right now you're doing her a service because you're lifting her up and vice versa. You know, when you go down and you start getting into the dark and deep, you know, remembrance and you're doing something out of um you know if you do something out of vengeance revenge or hate or fear it's a low vibrational if you're doing it out of love it's high vibrational so you're doing something out of love it's not going to be wrong give it a whirl and maybe she can come visit in a dream if she doesn't don't think it's because you did something wrong you have to understand that they have timing too so i would try that and i would send good thoughts and energy Lots of love her way and give her the energy she needs to connect to you. Because I would guarantee very rarely is it is the real situation and what's going on how we see it. It's usually a whole different vantage point. You know, they have a different vantage point. You have one. You're both emotional. You got to go outside 40,000 foot view and look at the whole thing. Yeah, this is the last time I was there. It was probably about ten years ago uh, when it, when I when I wasn't uh, when I wasn't trying to retrieve, retrieve the picture. So I know I know that if I get there, I'll have no problem getting it. This is the side of the house here. This is the garage on the right hand side. If you can barely see that, it's a small picture. I apologize. That's the garage where the builder's wife killed herself. Uh, I used to have a basketball hoop underneath this light right here. And switch over. Here's the backyard. This is this is the dog house that my dog, my childhood dog, uh, used in the backyard. It's actually still there, kind of tossed off to the side, but the actual house is still there. You can see it kind of on the edge there, and the dude hasn't gotten rid of it. Uh, here's some more uh, the trees, the holes that I dug, and here's that rock wall uh, where I piled all of those rocks as a child. And uh, there's the pond I used to fish in, largemouth bass bass in that pond and uh, there's a house there the columns and uh and we'll leave it at that i'll throw this one up here and uh that's that let's go why don't you tell everybody where they can find you sure hopefully we didn't bore them with 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 old house well, stuff. it's an important show because this is the the show where you got it out you said it and now it's behind you, and now we go forward, and we're going to start on the experiment of of love and light and, and see what happens. Because, um, like I said, man, if she can come back and make a connection with you, that's big time. That's big time. Because she needs that, you know, you she needs it just as much as you do. And that's really cool. You know, and let her say what she wants to say. You know, because it's probably very hard for her to get that out. People often ask about ghosts, you know, why don't they just come out and say what they want to say? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. But yeah. uh, guarantee sure. it would be that she loves you and that she's sorry she left you. And, uh, you know, she needs to she needs to get back into that to that love light. And uh, she's loved here. So, All right. uh, so Journey can- Through the Gate, Paranormal Portal Podcast. We run a live on YouTube. Um, that's where you're going to find us live on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern and Monday night, same time. And uh, the book is We Are All Children in the Wilderness of the Afterlife. That's basically some of my experiences, um, you know, from childhood on through uh, to now. And uh, it's not all of them, but it's a lot of them. And uh, I kind of take you through another uh, a journey of my life. And uh, like I said, enjoy the journey, guys. Yeah. And uh, everybody get over and subscribe to my aunt's channel. And uh, the link is down in the description box below. Just go hang on for a minute. Let me uh, go ahead and take us out. Uh, just so everybody, uh, I'm just going to uh, throw this out there. Uh, this is a picture of my mother. If you all can maybe uh, send her some positive thoughts and things. Her name is uh, Ronna Lee uh, Murdoch. If uh, maybe you can, everybody can maybe send out some uh, some good vibes and good love. And let's hope, let's try to give her the strength to come through to me. If, if you can, that that would be great. Be awesome. And, uh, and, and yeah, I will try doing that at night and uh, we'll see how that goes up. Uh, Keep in mind, uh, this is Conflict Radio. You can always find us online. Just go to www.conflictradio.net. You can find us on Apple, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, all of your normal podcast catchers. Uh, we'll be back on today, Thursday. Today, Thursday. We'll be back on Monday, everybody. Thanks so much for coming in. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, if there's breaking news or something, maybe we'll, we'll do kind of what we did last night. We'll, we'll do again where we just kind of go through and see what's going on in the news. Not really a show, but come in and, and do a chat, see how everybody's hanging out. And, and uh, that was a lot of fun last night. I guess the, the video's down because apparently we said some things that we weren't allowed to and we got in trouble. So the video from last night is no longer. Are you crazy? Yeah. Are, are you kidding me? In America? <laughs> Censorship in America? I don't don't want to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) Somebody somebody was posting on Twitter that uh, an explosion that had happened uh, back in 2016. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Was was a recent uh, event, and I was calling out that it was not a recent event. It was very old, and they Mm -hmm. said that that was misinformation and and took the video down. Yeah. So, uh, when the, when the I, truth I, is true, it wasn't misinformation. That, that this this is this is the this is what it was. Right. Um, and that was that. So it's crazy. Everybody, be well out there. Uh, happy thoughts and energy to all of you. I'd like to thank all my gatekeepers for coming in here tonight. You know, I love you all. Bacon to everybody, and uh, we didn't need any cupcakes tonight. Thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I thank the new subs. Uh, come on over. We have a good time. And thanks, Con for having me on i think it was a very important show may have reached out and helped a couple of other people too and uh maybe we'll do another one and see how uh do an update on this and see what happened after all right yeah yeah let's uh you know we'll, you know let's see see how it goes and always I'll, I'll keep everybody updated on as far as what's going on so uh until monday everybody it's getting crazy out there batting down the hatches and be safe
Kings. <laughs>